Cucumber, aubergine, nuts. What am I talking about? No, you filthy animals. Look, I'll continue. I know where you went to with that. I'll continue. Corn of the cob, celery, passion fruit, orange, banana, peas, jackfruit. You probably don't even know what a jackfruit is. Radishes, turnip, Brussels sprouts, pumpkin, onion, tomato, kiwi fruit, avocado, coconut, lemon, pear. Cherries, raspberries, strawberries, carrots, parsley, rocket, lettuce, grapes, lime, watermelon, peppers. And I could go on like that all day long. And I might make for a more interesting podcast episode of it did. But what have they all got in common? Well, they're all fruits and vegetables. And the one thing I can say with almost absolute certainty is that you probably don't eat enough of them. Well... Just to let you know, this is my 8th anniversary of uh, following a plant-based diet. and It's just just passed there very recently. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to let you know what I've learned on that journey about myself and about the pros and cons of um, being vegan. Now, as always, I have to be honest with you. I have fish probably about once a fortnight. And some people might say that makes me a pescatarian. But I don't, I don't think it does, okay? It makes me veganish probably, but I eat fish probably once a fortnight. And the reason I do is that whenever I'm eating, eating out in restaurants, um, I still find it pretty difficult to get good vegan food when you're here in Belfast. And on top of that, my palate isn't the widest. Um, so even if they have a decent vegan offering, there's a fair chance I won't like it. And I don't want to ruin everyone else's enjoyment of the restaurant. Because when you go in there and you start saying, I'm vegan, I don't like this. It'll do that, but um, from full carnivore to plant-based diet with fish once a fortnight isn't a bad move. And it's close enough to total veganism. That's 99.9% of my food is vegan. And if you don't like that and you think I'm pushing it, you can fuck away off and do your own podcast instead. Because I know people get very funny. Is that vegan? Is that vegan? As soon as you're uh, uh, eating a plant-based diet. But anyway, it's a bit of a pain in the hole. But there you have it. But... I could go on like that and give a shout out uh, to one or two. I'm going to give a shout out to one or two of the best restaurants in Belfast. Actually, they cater really well for vegans. And the first is Jumon and Fountain Street. Although you need to extend your opening hours, folks. It's down the back of Boots there, uh, where I had some of the most amazing starters recently. And then there's also a place called Bow Tree in the Holy Lands off Botanic, uh, where there's a great vegan offering too. Now, back to the episode. I think this is episode 136 of the Speed Mentor podcast. And by the way, did I tell you this is Gavin Wall, your speed human, your speed human, your speed mentor and human guinea pig trying all this shit out so that you don't have to. Now, talking of human guinea pigs, Andrew Cuthbert, my business partner, says that I am not uh, what I say I am. I often say, you see, and you've heard me say it in the podcast right from the very outset that I am an early adopter. And that's why I try all of this stuff out and learn from it, and then share that with you. But Andrew says, I'm actually an early pragmatist. And he's much smarter than me. So after a lengthy discussion, that's the type of crazy stuff we talk about when we're doing business, we settled on me being early adopter on some things, and early pragmatist on others. Now, he's just more of an inventor type. Uh, Think about a mixture of Steve Jobs and uh, Doc from Back to the Future. 
and you'll conjure up an image of exactly what Andrew's like. Uh, I don't know whether he secretly resents me nudging myself up into the early adopter space from the early pragmatist quadrant. I'll maybe have to ask him and report back to you. But anyway, the plant-based dad stuff probably started in the last couple of years when I've been doing meat-free Mondays uh, regularly. Now, I didn't actually know meat-free Mondays were an actual thing. I thought I'd actually made that up. And then I realised after doing them for a while that I wasn't alone when I went to post something with the hashtag Meat Free Mondays. And then another Meat Free Monday came up and I said, oh, somebody's already doing this before. So I started engaging with it and I've done it for a while over the last couple of years. But never, ever, ever in a lifetime did I think that I would go full plant-based diet. I mean, never. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing I can ever think of in my life that I would ever do that because of my tiny, or not my tiny, my really limited palate. Um, that's probably from being brought up on a meat and two veg diet like most of the Irish families were in the last century. Now, I didn't have, I didn't even have rice or pasta until I was at university. I didn't even have rice or pasta or Chinese. I never had a Chinese meal until I was at university. I know that's hard to believe these days. My kids wouldn't believe it, but that's the truth. So my palate of what I can actually eat and like is pretty restricted. But last summer... I took the head staggers. The thing that was really grating on me actually in relation to this journey were packets of ham. Packets of ham that you'll buy in your local supermarket or even in the spa shop if I say so. Uh, and I've mentioned it I think before recently in another episode. Uh, you know the ones we're talking about. The staple diet of every Irish and UK family. You know the ones... Um, that we slap it in a ham sandwich, we slap it in, oh, and they're a pound in the supermarket. Well, it was just really starting to bug me that they re- their resemblance to meat is virtually zero. They do not look like anything that says meat to me that I have ever come across in my life. Um, they're like the fucking guns that the kids use to make on those YouTube shows, whatever that's called. And it was really starting to <laughs> me out, you know what I mean? And the thought of them, of my kids being raised on this shit, um, at least when I was eating ham when I was a kid, it was actually real fucking ham. Now, you could say to me, well, why don't you just buy different ham, Gavin? And I wish it was that easy. But Helen does the vast majority of the shopping and she doesn't feel as strongly about it as I do. And it's difficult for me to come over the top and say, you have to do this or you have to do that because I think that fucking ham is awful. And and I'm lucky to have Helen to do that shopping. So there you have it. So I did what I usually do in this scenario because I don't like to force people into doing things. I crafted this idea that if I could evidence a different type of diet with very little processed stuff and not ram it down their throats, literally ram it down their throats, but become a human guinea pig, that over time my example would impact Helen's conduct and then the children's choices too. Or at least, that's how the theory went. Now secondly, intensive, the second other reason why I was was going this way was intensive farming does give me the heebie-jeebies a little bit, along with the animal slaughter. And thirdly, third reason, I do worry about the planet we're leaving behind for our children. Look, I drive an electric car, I have a green roof on our home, We have large sonar panels on our house. I have a biomass boiler. So these things really are on my agenda and have been for a long time. Now, 
This is the first lesson I'm going to give you if you're thinking about trying something like this. And it's an insight from me. Look, I did zero research about this massive change in diet. All I did, this is how I started the diet off. This is how fucking stupid I am. All I did was I went online to Tesco online shopping, set up an account and I typed in vegan to see what there was there to buy. Now, no other research about the impact of a plant-based diet on my physicality, what the dangers were for making a massive change like that. That's how fucking stupid I am. And it's so typical of me just to jump right in. And my wife would say it's like a man when he gets an IKEA furniture home or pack home and rather than read the instructions, he builds the thing and then he discovers an extra couple of screws and two brackets left over afterwards and then lets out a primal scream about being such a dick. Right, folks, I'm still here. So, massive mistake number one. I'm just going. I'm going to share this with you. You must take a B12 Bravo B12 supplement if you're eating a plant-based diet. No sane person would do it without supplements. That's plant-based diet. If you remember back to the episodes in late November and early December, there were a couple of episodes in there, and one of them I was saying something like, "I am not your hero today," and talked. Of vacating the pitch for a day. Okay? And there's another episode at that time where I talked of suffering from imposter syndrome for the first time. But my head was well and truly fucked during that period. I was hanging on by my fingernails. I almost gave up on my work on the change, our venture capital business, because there was nothing left in my tank. And what I didn't realise that I was actually suffering from chronic fatigue from B12 deficiency, uh, which had then developed into some depressive thoughts. I thought, and I was putting it down to the pressure of the work, which was a whole new arena for me, and whilst the work definitely played a part, it was the diet which was the crucible of the problem. So lesson one, do your fucking research and take your B12 supplements, and that applies to anything you do in your life. Do your research. Now, you should also probably be supplementing with vitamin D, this is whether you're plant-based or omnivore, uh, if you're in the UK or Ireland. Uh, check the advice, and I've done this on the NHS website. I mean, through from September to March, you cannot get enough vitamin D in your di- uh, um, from the sun um, uh, in this country because there's not enough sunlight and you need to supplement with vitamin D. So that's something I've discovered um, uh, that's a that, that's a great benefit and great news from actually making this switch to plant-based diet. I now know I need vitamin D too, which I wouldn't have found out if I hadn't have been a human kidney pig. Also, I've just started supplementing with a vegan version of cod liver oil. Now, I'm real old school and would have always thought that eating supplements is cheating. But going plant-based diet has forced me to really look into this. And now I'm a convert to B12, vitamin D, and vegan cod liver oil, omega, omega-3. Now, I'll let you into a little secret, okay? My mum makes the most delicious ham um, that we have with our turkey every year at Christmas. I don't know I, look, I don't know whether everybody thinks that their mum makes the best ham in the world. They probably do, but mine does make the best ham. I'm just letting you know. That's a wee shout-out for you, mum. Uh, and not being able to eat the ham at Christmas was really, really tough, particularly tough because my whole resin detra of going vegan was to have an impact on my kids' choices, which that stage was about six months into my vegan journey, and I had had zero 
impact on my kids at that stage I ever. My wife started changing some habits at the start of December and she'd begun to join me maybe twice per week for a vegan meal. Now our favourite now is roasting vegetables with some chilli infused oil and then laying those on a bed of boiled rice with some cashew nuts sprinkled on top. By the way, cashew nuts are like God's confectionery. They're absolutely delicious. Now, Tesco do a great foil-based tray of vegetables, which is great for this. Or we've just started making our own veg just out of the leftovers in the fridge, and it's absolutely delicious. Anyway, back to me almost cracking over the Christmas ham. Now, I didn't crack, but I planned, I actually planned a Christmas in my mind give up the plant-based diet journey in January 2020 and then just implement the learnings of, of my period of time, that six months at that stage, into my vegan life. But then something happened, totally out of the blue, with zero prompting from me. A couple of days before New Year, my middle child, Shifra, daddy's girl, brought me a January calendar with meal plans for all the children on it. Shifra, now Shifra, <laughs> lovely child, she likes to plan things out and lo and behold, every Monday in January was a meat-free Monday for the children. Now I hadn't told my wife or my kids that I had struggled with the ham thing over Christmas. So this laden by example I had done, even though I almost buckled and gave up over Christmas, had just started to bear some fucking fruit. And fruit is part of the story of this whole journey, of course. Now, it almost had broken me, but as the storm blew by, here was my rainbow. I was so, so happy. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby Somewhere over the rainbow Skies are blue And the dreams that you dare to dream Really do come true Someday I'll wish upon a star And wake up where the clouds are far behind me Where troubles melt like lemon drops Away above the chimney tops That's where you'll find me Somewhere over the rainbow Bluebirds fly Birds fly over the rainbow Why then, oh why can't I? If happy little bluebirds fly Beyond the rainbow why, oh, why can't I? 
Somewhere over the rainbow Way up high There's a land that I once heard of once In a lullaby Hope you like that folks Hope you like that That reminds me of Christmas as well Um, You know Anyway That song really does encapsulate The months of grind I put in to achieve a small change in behaviour in my children. Because I believe if they decided to adopt something themselves from watching my behaviour, it's so much stronger than me saying, you can't eat that fucking shitty ham anymore. Or telling my wife to do it and her getting disgruntled because she doesn't feel as strongly about it. I really dug deep. I fucking went through some tough, tough stuff. Really, really tough. And then Schaefer's wee meal plan was just like a beautiful rainbow. And if you knew anything about my relationship with Schaefer, you'd know that that little vignette with her almost broke her daddy's heart. So what else have I learnt that I can share with you about the plant-based diet journey? Because I know it's a really hot topic at the minute and there's lots of people thinking about this, uh, thinking about doing something like this. So here it goes, 11 quick takeaways. I'll just blatter through those. One, giving up meat is far easier than giving up dairy. Meat has been much easier for me than I thought, but dairy is freaking in everything, everything. I could do go vegetarian for the rest of my life without any difficulty at all, but going without dairy is really, really tough. Number two, Andrew, Andrew Cuthbert is worried about me. He says there's never been a centenarian vegetarian or vegan. And if you've listened to my show, you'll know that I'm going to live to 150 and I've actually dug out, or not dug out, because that would be in place, she's already in the grave. I actually found a little woman in America who's been uh, vegan all her life and she's made it to the ripe old age of 100. So two fingers to you, Andrew. Okay, number three, you've got to get out of your own way and start taking supplements. Not go old school and you really need B12, vitamin D and um, cod liver oil. Okay, number four, or omega-3. Uh, number four, I've another struggle. I hate waste. I mean, it comes from my life experience of parents who were pretty wasteful of food and other things and from being completely destitute a decade ago. Now, when I'm an omnivore, there is zero food waste in our house. But with me, because I eat any of the waste, but with me being plant-based now, there's some waste and I have an awful battle of letting that dairy or meat-based product go into the bin as the future of the planet and waste maybe should trump plant-based uh, when there's waste but that's just a wee thought I had anyway I'm just going to leave that one there number five I advise everyone to try meat free Mondays or go vegan for a time you'll learn quite a bit about your food choices and where you can tweak your diet to eat less processed food um, number six Greg's vegan so- that's Greg's the, the, the shop Greg's vegan sausage rolls must have some amount of MSG monosodium glutamate in them or some other shit because I hadn't I'd eaten totally wholesome foods for about four months and then someone bought me a vegan sausage roll and I'd never tasted something so good. It literally blew the taste buds out of my mouth. So it's probably not great food, but it tastes good. And that's a wee warning that there is obviously lots of processed vegan food out there also. So just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're not eating processed food. So bear that in mind. Number seven, um, try and test lots of different foods in week two. I had a vegan garlic bread and it was absolutely revolting and it actually almost broke me in, in week two. The thought of eating that for the rest of my life made me want to poke. But you know what? There are lots of different 
uh, varieties of vegan garlic bread to choose from and I found an alternative one and the panic was over. So you can shop around and, and test different things. Number eight, chart your journey on social media, on Instagram particularly, because there are all sorts of other people who'll send you kind messages and support and ideas of how what to do with your plant-based journey and they'll send you recipes and all sorts of stuff and there's a community out there looking for help, people who maybe haven't started theirs yet, looking for advice from you. Number nine, try different things. Um, it's very Trying different things is very healthy, healthy in life. It helps you break out of ruts. It's good for your soul and your health and probably good for your wealth too. Number 10, it's good to test yourself. I love, love, love testing myself. I love testing my, myself and my capacity to never give up. And following a plant-based diet certainly puts that to the test. And that's good for the soul. Number 11, most people lose weight when they start a plant-based diet. But I actually put on about half a stone as I had a very good diet before I started. And plant-based diet necessitates quite a bit of carbs, pasta, rice, bagels, etc. And I'm actually eating a little bit more confectionery now. Um, and you can get vegan confectionery than I ate whenever I was numb before. As I just can't get quite get the same level of satisfaction from a plant-based diet as I was getting from an omnivore one in, t- in terms of my taste buds. Now, it's not the end of the world carrying an extra half stone. Uh, I have a 30-inch waist that I had 30 years ago when I was 19, so it's not too bad. Anyway, there you have it. Plenty of food for thought. See what I did there? So, um, You have the good news and the bad. I hope I've given an overall uh, picture, not just selling you a lie or a story or this is brilliant or that's that's not brilliant. I've given you the whole shebang there. Why not hit me up on social, particularly on the gram, where you can engage with me on my plant-based uh, uh, diet journey and maybe we can help each other. And don't forget to give the review I so richly deserve for all this value I'm putting out there on this free resource. I mean, that bastard Jamie Oliver is charging £20 for a book called Fedge. And I've given you more value and info in this podcast than that book will ever fucking give you. And I know because we bought it. Do you know to look at that Jamie that he's ordering Domino's most nights and someone else has ghostwritten that fucking book for him anyway. Sorry sorry about that. Oops. Sorry about it, Jamie. I normally keep this all very positive. But anyway, experiment. Why don't you try a plant-based diet? Become a human guinea pig just like me. Or eat Domino's last night like Jamie. Most nights. Did I say last night? Most nights. It's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.